Hey guys, this is Megan Scanlon, and this is the Meg Scanlon Podcast. So today, I just have a quick little podcast that I wanted to do that was really based off of a post I made probably about a week ago at this point on who or what got you into powerlifting. So it came about because of an experience that I had, and I shared the experience, and it wasn't meant to be negative or, you know, attacking anyone in any sort of way because I truly, truly do not think that the person had any type of malicious or malintent. It was just that, you know, he was a little bit ignorant in the fact that women can be strong on their own. They don't necessarily need a man to get them into lifting. And obviously, this is something that has changed a lot in you know the last five ten years there's a lot more women that lift it's a lot more accepted to be a woman that lifts and to be strong um than it has been in the past which is which is a really cool thing right so it is meant to be it was meant to be a positive thing and I think that for the most part it was taken that way so my experience was I was checking out as I said to buy my probiotics because I'm always trying to have better gut health. Um, but I was checking out of a store and the man who was checking me out said, so do you compete? And this is a question that, you know, I, I get a fair amount, um, because I am a relatively muscular person, so I get a fair amount, but I said, yeah, I do. Um, usually CrossFit is what follows. So people ask me if I compete in CrossFit, but I just responded, yes, I power lift. So the only reason I sometimes don't respond this way is if I'm in a rush because you generally have to then explain what powerlifting is. Um, or you don't, but they, they'll they have a misconception of what powerlifting is. So I actually, he knew what it was, right? So he was like, oh, that's cool. And then he said, so your husband competes. And I said, no, he doesn't. And he said, so he powerlifts though. I said, no, he doesn't. And then he said, well, he obviously lifts. I said, yeah, he does. So I knew exactly where he was going with this, the fact that my husband had to get me into lifting, right? So if I'm powerlifting, if I'm competing at powerlifting, then clearly my husband got me into lifting, and he was trying to, like, figure out how. When there's so many different ways, I could have got into powerlifting for my husband. I didn't. But there's so many other ways I could have got into powerlifting. And now that to me, is like a cool, worthwhile conversation to have how someone got into powerlifting, how you got into lifting in general, how you started it, how you started your journey on finding your strength, becoming strong. So I just thought it was kind of crazy that there was a huge assumption on his part that because, you know, I obviously am female, I'm not a huge female, I'm pretty small, I'm five foot two, you know, I compete in the 63 bay class, so I walk around, you know, weighing 140, 145 in general, that I couldn't be strong on my own, you know, was kind of the assumption that my husband got me into powerlifting. I just thought that was pretty crazy, especially because I actually come from a background where I got myself into lifting. Um, first, it was through sports, for sure. But after sports ended, so a little background about me. Again, I don't know how much you guys know about my background or not. Some of you probably know it all, some of you don't. So this may be a little bit repetitive for some people, but just so 
everyone everyone knows, right? I'm not trying to hold anything back. But so growing up, um, we'll start real little, right? So growing up, always, always into sports. The first real sport, we'll say, that I played and spent any real time was with was gymnastics. So I competed in gymnastics um, for some time. You know, I started when I was little. It's just fun classes when you're little. And then I got into competitive gymnastics. Now, I was the most competitive, mediocre, mediocre gymnast there was in the sense that I was very committed. I spent many, many, many hours in the gym. Um, if you were a gymnast or you know a competitive gymnast, you know how many hours that you spent in the gym at a young age. So I would say I started spending a fair amount of hours in the gym in like fourth grade maybe. I think that's probably right. So you go to practice. You probably show up early because you want to go to open gym because it's fun. And then you have practice. So you're there for, you know, three hours, whatever, three and a half hours um, after school. And you probably go five times a week, right? That sounds crazy. But if you love it, you're loving it. I eventually ended up quitting gymnastics and starting soccer in eighth grade was when I, when I kind of changed over. So I took soccer just as seriously as I took gymnastics. My biggest disadvantage was I started playing really in eighth grade. I played before, but you know, just for fun, my main focus, I was spending a lot of time doing gymnastics. So I'd go to, you know, the two practices you had a week and play a game on Saturday. So I played soccer for three hours a week. Um, but I wasn't putting any extra effort into it. All of that was going towards gymnastics. So anyways, I started playing soccer in about eighth grade, and I was lucky enough to have a club coach at, around that time, actually, that was into, and it's actually female too, was into exercise science, was into injury prevention, and she actually worked at a facility where they did that type of stuff. So I got into Yes, I had body weight strength training and gymnastics, absolutely. So I was already strong, but I didn't think about it as, say, lifting or weight training. But I started going to this facility for injury prevention, and there was different exercises you would do. And that was kind of more of a – there was some lifting involved towards the end. So that was more of, okay, I'm going to go lift. I'm going to go train outside of my sport, right? So I'm playing soccer. I'm going to soccer practice, and then I'm going to do this. Okay, so that was about in high school. So I did some small lifting things in high school. I also went to the gym in high school and lifted, which looking back at it was probably a little bit unusual, and I'm not quite sure why I did it, if I'm being completely honest. I'm trying to remember at what point I would go to the gym and lift weights and like what made me do that. I'm not quite sure. I mean, it wasn't all the time. It was nothing regular, but I definitely remember going to the gym, lifting weights, and being in high school. I mean, I'm pretty sure I met my first boyfriend in the gym. I'm not even kidding. In high school. But anyways, flashing forward in college, went, played soccer in college, and I definitely, you know, from the get-go, had a formal lifting plan right? So you would go to the weight room with your team. And I played soccer um, throughout college in which I had a lifting program for those years. And even in the summer break, I was one of those crazy people that would do the whole thing. So I really enjoyed the weight room in general, both the conditioning portion of the weight room and the lifting portion of the weight room. Because for myself, I saw a huge carryover onto the field. Because as if you know me, again, I'm a very honest person. I am not the most, I was never the most skilled soccer player at the college level. 
I would never, I was never going to be unless you gave me an extra 10 years <laughs> to work on my soccer skills. However, what I did have going for me was I was incredibly athletic and I was a very hard worker. And so those two things allowed me to hold my own on the soccer field. Whereas if I didn't do those, I probably would never have had a chance. So it allowed me to become more explosive, become faster. Um, it also gives you that mentality that no one's going to beat you. If I'm putting in this work, you're not going to beat me. And that's huge, especially coming from a girl who is playing soccer and is five foot two and is going up. Yes, of course, there's other people that are five feet to five foot two and are very, very good. Um, but when you get to the college soccer level, you're seeing a lot more taller of taller girls um, on the field than you are of short girls so there's that you have to be able to hold your own against people that are bigger than you and it, it just is what it is there's it's not an excuse you have to be able to do that and if you don't it, you're not going to make it so being putting time into lifting putting time into strength and conditioning allowed me to do that meanwhile I majored in exercise science right so I was interested in this from high school I took an anatomy class and I truly loved it decided I wanted to go to college and study it. So I was in that realm of learning as well, school-wise. I graduated, I started personal training, and I also, before even graduating, knew I needed to keep doing something competitive, keep doing something active to keep myself happy. I started running. So after, right before college ended, I actually ran a half marathon, and then I kind of got the running bug, and I ran 10 marathons, and I also started doing triathlons and I did three Ironmans. So during this time I'm running and I'm doing triathlons, I still have that background of being in the weight room, knowing it made me better and also being, you know, an exercise science major that I still lifted. Now I'm lifting as a runner. A little bit different here. I'm lifting to make myself a stronger runner and also not to get injured. Okay, so to keep some power to make myself stronger, and to not get injured. And I definitely did pretty much, you know, successfully do that throughout, I would say, three, four years when I was running a lot and doing endurance activities. The first year that I started powerlifting, I was still doing endurance, endurance sports, and I was actually training for a marathon in the fall, and then I was going to compete at a, the, like the winter, no, it's not the winter classic. I don't remember what to mean. It was in Massachusetts. That's at the end of the year. Say like November. So I was going to do a marathon in September and then powerlift in November at a meet. Now, the kicker is this was the, I ended up getting hurt. Um, definitely from running. Definitely probably some type of overuse injury. I was running the most miles I had ever ran. I was definitely in the best running shape I ever was, which put me in denial. So I ran, um, I kept running the miles when I probably should have backed off. Not probably. I definitely should have backed off. It ends up being, honestly, a rough summer. Uh, it was the summer before I got married. It was the summer I got married. I it I was in pain walking. I was in pain when I got up in the morning. I had trouble doing most things. I would, when I was still up in Massachusetts, I would run a summer conditioning program for high school soccer players and I remember it was at 6 a.m. and I would wake up and I would drive from Burlington uh, like a 20-minute drive Burlington to Mars and I would have like a heat pack because I didn't have heat seats at the time I would have a heat pack like on my back and hip just so that I would be able to 
to feel okay walking around the field. I remember we played World Cup. If you play soccer, you know what World Cup is. It's just like a fun, silly game. But I would always team up with someone at the end of the summer, and we would we would play. And obviously, again, I'm a very competitive person. I don't care that I'm playing against high schoolers. Like, I want to win. And I remember I teamed up with a girl. I couldn't even stand on that leg. I took myself out of the game. I don't think I've ever done that. I took myself out of the game. It was just like... Like looking back at it, there were so many flags that I should have, I should have known, but I was in denial of this injury. So whatever, I, I really stopped running at that point in time, any type of distance. So I still run, but not with any type of distance, just short things here and there. I tried a couple times after that to build mileage back up, even enough to really run a half marathon, um, and you know chase down PRs and things like that but anytime I got around 20 it would always start acting up so to me it's not worth it and especially because I have another competitive outlet through powerlifting and to be honest it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because it's allowed me to put more time into powerlifting and I've found that I am much more competitive powerlifting which shocking if you've seen what I look like I look much more like a powerlifter than I do a runner but you know I enjoyed running, so I had fun with it, and it didn't bother me. Um, so long story short, I started powerlifting um, when I was, I would say it was about, you know, I started training for powerlifting. It was about two and a half, three years ago. I did my first meet two years ago, my first USAPL meet two years ago in February, um, and I was kind of hooked ever since. Now, the first meet that I signed up for wasn't a USAPL meet. I don't even remember what federation it was or what truly made me sign up first, but I had to call somebody and sign up for it. I couldn't sign up online, but it was the closest one to my house. I didn't tell anyone I signed up. I was very nervous about it. I told no one, um, probably until like a week before. And then I asked my mom and my best friend if they would come with me. And I went to this meet and I, I truly enjoyed it. And I thought that I could get better at it. And so that's kind of how I started doing powerlifting meets. Now, before I did powerlifting meets, I was squatting, benching, and deadlifting. I just wasn't specifically training for strength in those three lifts. All right, so that was a long story on how I started powerlifting. Uh, and it's not even that interesting, but now everybody knows my background. So anyways, I asked this question, and I thought it was kind of interesting, and I just wanted to to read people's answers because I think it's cool to see how many different backgrounds people people come from. And I, to be honest, expected a lot more CrossFit answers, um, but I did get a couple of people respond that they tried CrossFit, and whether they weightlift or powerlift, now they did not like the cardio portion of CrossFit, so they conveniently found them themselves in get into powerlifting or weightlifting. Um, another person responded, Fluky19, that they decided to take an hour for lunch and they tried out a local gym. And it just so happened at that local gym, they got a free training session. And the session happened to be with the person, a guy that is our coach now. So obviously he's in powerlifting, I would assume here, and that he has a powerlifting team. And Six months later, um, competed in the first meet at the American Open, right? So that's pretty cool to kind of just luck out. Um, he lucked out in the fact that when he went to the gym, he got a good first free session, which doesn't always happen, but always happened to be with the powerlifting coach. That's that's like really kind of a luck out story. Um, 
and that the coach had a powerlifting team. Seems like obviously a great coach, still still working with him. Um, Carly Cake said that she got into powerlifting because she saw some strong ass chicks on Instagram doing it in late 2014, early 2015. She thought it would be cool. Ah, sorry. She thought it was cool that women were lifting to get strong rather than skinny, and that she wished she had learned about it sooner. So, I think this is super cool because I always say, like, I think I'm a little bit late on the Instagram game in the sense that I really wasn't using it probably in 2014. But I think that Instagram has a lot of positive influences such as this. Like, that's super cool. And there's so many strong women on Instagram now that you can follow that is very reassuring and inspiring and motivating. If you are interested in being strong, you might be intimidated or you might just be I don't know, like a little bit like, is it okay? Because that's still a thought people have. Like, is it okay for women to lift? Like, yes, it's totally okay. Um, so Haunt the Living said that she got into powerlifting starting as recovery from an eating disorder as well as OCD related to the eating disorder. Again, she saw on Instagram, crazy strong girls, and she never wanted to feel weak again. And she embraced lifting after years of progress and setbacks, she's finally doing her first powerlifting or getting ready for her first powerlifting meet. Um, that's amazing, right? So that's like literally life-changing. Um, and I wish you haunt the living, not only luck, but also have so much fun at your first meet. It will, it will be awesome. Um, just go in there with the day is going to be fun and it's going to be an experience attitude. Hedy Mealy said, I started powerlifting because she loves to lift heavy and two trainers from her gym competed at the USAPL meet and it lit a fire under me that has just grown um if you have a chance if you think you're interested in powerlifting if you go to the USAPL website or the USPA website and google powerlifting meets and there's one near you it's a really cool thing to see and it will probably convince you to sign up if you're on the edge because it's such an atmosphere that really can't be described um what Everly, what's up, girl? So what Everly was my dog sitter. If you're in Boston, she's the best. My dog walker. Um, but she said that I got her into powerlifting. And again, this was totally through social media and on Instagram. And through that, I was able to connect her with a team up in Boston, which is awesome. Um, the which if you're in Boston, Precision Powerlifting Systems is a great team up there based in Somerville. And Kevin Khan is the one who runs it, and he's who handled me at the Arnold. Cool side story. <laughs> um, Pumping.fe, which is pumping iron for my non-science people, saw a poster on the wall advertising her university's powerlifting competition and thought it sounded like fun. She got her male roommate into lifting several years ago, and now she has her husband's programming. Um, again, super cool. And I was kind of like, yeah, I do my husband's programming too. I didn't tell the guy at the store that though. I probably should have. Maybe I should ask if he wanted me to do his programming, right? Um, but pumping.fe, so pumping iron is another great, strong woman to follow. If you are on Instagram and you're looking for strong people to follow, um, she's another 63 lifter. Shumbles lifting. It was one of my CrossFit people. Love the honesty here. Didn't like the the cardio portion, so I looked around the internet and found powerlifting. Um, it was all history from there. Tina, I think a lot of people understand that. A lot of people feel that. Um, 
the ginger lifter found it in high school. She took a lifting class as a blow-off class and ended up loving it. Like, that's pretty cool. It took uh, She took it for two semesters in a row. And the other – but the guys in there told me I'd never be able to lift as much as them because I was a girl. This pissed me off. And from then on, I became obsessed with feeling strong. Then I got introduced to powerlifting through the lifting club at college. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really awesome. I've been able to coach some high school – athletes and when they embrace being strong it makes me very happy it also makes me very happy because I know sending them off to college no matter what happens they'll still know in the back of their mind that they can be strong they have that capability um so Ted Rasmussen who is in New Jersey he has a gym a powerlifting gym in New Jersey um oh boy I'm so bad at everything. Where everything is in New Jersey still, um, but it's near LVI. I know that. So if you're in that area, check it out. Um, it's called TNT Strength and Conditioning. But what he said was, ooh, there were two people, a man and a woman, right? So Ted's obviously a man, uh, but there are two people, a man and a woman, who are the biggest influences for me to start powerlifting. My original mentor coach, Jose Perez. He saw me in a commercial gym and said I had talent. We began training under his guidance, and I competed at my first meet. We remain friends to this day. Prior to competing in the first meet, he brought me to watch a powerlifting meet. Again, if you can, another thing I would definitely recommend to get, give me a taste of what the sport really is. At that time, I was unsure if it was something I could do. At this meet, I saw Kim Walford, who, again, if you don't follow, I would highly recommend, which her Instagram is at track. F-U, okay, so track through, watching her warm up and then step out on the platform with such focus and intensity inspired me big time. Um, Double O Hanson, I ran track for 10 years and then started grad school and missed competing, so I despise, uh, sorry, I decided on powerlifting because I love lifting and being strong, all right, so it's easy transition. I'm going on tours of competition experience now, and I'm never turning back. Um, and see hammer fit. This, my husband does not lift at all. He has his own hobbies, and we just do different things. Totally get it, but I get asked this all the time, and it pisses me off. And then that's followed by, does it bother him that you're so strong? Uh, yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I think that's actually one of the worst questions that you should never ask. A female who lifts, if their husband lifts or not, it doesn't matter. They obviously embrace it and love it. It makes you part of who you are. Vator said, I also got into lifting through sports and a close friend now coached her me into powerlifting. I think that's probably going to become more and more common as time goes on with more females getting involved in strength and in powerlifting. Kimberly May Scott said, I love this. My husband did introduce me to a gym and bodybuilding style of training. I wanted something more empowering and found a bunch of badass females who lifted heavy. Best community and sport I've done so far, which I could not agree with more. Chelsea Rosebud did gymnastics for 12 years and then in college needed something else. She ended up Googling gyms with no CrossFit, which I think is amazing and really made me laugh when I read it. And a powerlifting gym came up. I was so nervous about going. I mean, my boyfriend at the time, who just has bodybuilding stuff come with, and I had no idea how to do anything. Ended up reading books and going there late so no one could see me. Three years later, I'm yelling at 300 plus pound guys to get out of the rack. I got a squat. Total confidence builder, and I love it, and I could not agree more. It is such a confidence builder. 
steady fits that I started lifting because I saw Meg squats do it. And I was like, that lady is strong as hell. So true. Again, another person, if you do not follow, you should follow Meg squats on Instagram. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Sorry. I didn't even know such a thing existed where people compete lifting weights. Um, I struggle with Crohn's disease. So I was super underweight, weak, and very malnourished. But after seeing her lift weights, I wanted to be that strong to give to see women lift more than a lot of men I knew I was was very intriguing to me. It gave me a goal to work towards rather um sorry that really changes my life just by dealing with Crohn's. I think that's really cool. It's a way to overcome obviously a huge challenge in his life and also Meg Squats is a very inspiring person and I have a feeling that she has inspired many. Emily Malu, sorry if I mispronounced this, 22, I get asked pretty often if it is if my boyfriend lists too. My boyfriend is a chef with crazy schedule and has been to the gym maybe three times in the past year. I'm pretty sure I can outlift him at this point, and he's perfectly fine and proud of that fact. That is awesome. I got into powerlifting as I started my career as a trainer. I don't remember a specific moment, just realized how fun it was to get crazy strong and wanted to keep chasing that feeling. And it is awesome where there is an sorry, I'm adding this in. It's awesome that there's an outlet to be competitive through that. Um, if you're a competitive person, again, I'm sorry if I mispronounced some of these, but Caucasian, I got into powerlifting just out of the natural competitive competitiveness to lift heavy and make progress by beating my own numbers as often as I can. Years later, I'm still trying to do the same. The PRs are just spread out a little bit more, which is so true. As you, as you get stronger, you have to work harder and harder for those PRs, not harder, but you have to put more time in. 72 kilograms of snail. I played sports my entire life, soccer and lacrosse, and in high school was introduced to strength training to supplement those sports. After I started developing a knee injury from lacrosse in college, I gave up contact sports but kept lifting because I loved it so much. Found powerlifting a couple years later through one of my friends in a sorority and was happy to be able to apply my love for lifting to a sport that didn't judge me on aesthetics such as bodybuilding. The reddest one said my then-boyfriend, now-husband, taught me the basics when I was running track in college. I didn't really consider competing until my teammate, Lady Liverpool, broke the junior American deadlift record. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can still compete in something outside of the NCAA, which is so true. One, you should follow Lady Lady Liverpool on Instagram if you do not. Another really strong 72-kilogram um, lifter it is Lady.Liverpool. But two, if you are a college athlete and when you stop, I've seen it go either way. People just do nothing or they compete in something else. Um, yes, there are a bunch of things that you can compete at, but if you are, if you did love the strength side of things in college, in the weight room, like you'll probably love powerlifting. Carrie Boston, 218, was another one of my CrossFit ladies. She did CrossFit, but loved the weights, didn't love the rest of it. Um, so she ends up Olympic weightlifting through an Olympic boot camp, which is super cool. And she said she's always been someone that has been very mentally strong and she liked the idea of building her physical strength, which is super cool. And I am a big proponent and fan of how the physical and mental strength part ties in with physical activity. Airbanks 25 started dating a guy that helped me work in strength training into my routine to be stronger for running. He competed in powerlifting. Little did I know I would soon be hooked on powerlifting and end up marrying that guy. Now we both compete. Mama Rocketfield, my CrossFit coach, who is also a powerlifter, got her into powerlifting. And she is only a couple months into training and learning and something she's never done before, but she loves it and has helped her 
both on the inside and out. She did not have an athletic background before she started CrossFit in May, and she became more dedicated a couple months later in September, October. And she started powerlifting this past February, which is awesome. Emma definitely does give so much back, something that will teach you so much about yourself and give so much back to you. My girl, Kate up. Kate Mendel, who just competed last weekend and did amazingly, she's a mass girl, so her Instagram is kmend, it's two M's, K-M-N-E-N-D, was another CrossFit girl. She competed at Rob Orlando's gym in Connecticut doing Team Linda. At the end of the competition, Rob made a big point that CrossFitters don't bench enough. My coach started programming lots of bench, and my bench was going up, up, and up. I knew I wasn't going to be a regionals-level crossfitter, but I thought maybe I had a chance to be really competitive powerlifter, especially with weight classes being involved. I peaked the bench records in a few federations and signed up for my first push-pull meet, which was being held for novice lifters in the next town over and never looked back. The best part about this, or not the irony, but the best part about this is she, she Wrote this before her meet. She recently dropped down a weight class of 57 and unofficially broke the American record in the bench at her first meet as a 57, which is amazing. Um, so if you're looking for a strong 57 to follow, give um, Kate a follow. And again, it's K-M-M-E-N-D. Um, and then Cheryl, who is one of my lovely clients, said that she started lifting when she met me. And it's funny, and I, this is one of the reasons why I mentioned it, but she, when she started, when she came to me, she didn't know what a barbell was. This is what she's saying. I'm not putting these words in her mouth, but this is totally true. She did not know what a barbell was, um, and I also wouldn't let her lift one, even though she wanted to. She's a very competitive person. Um, and she also came to me as more of a runner. She hadn't been working out in a little while, but came to me as more of a, from a running background. She said, I'm addicted to lifting now so much that when I was training for my half marathon, I missed lifting, and... She loves the feeling. She loves feeling strong. She will never. She says she'll never be a powerlifter, but every month I can lift more than I ever thought possible. Now, never say never, especially because you're a competitive person. <laughs> um, as some people tag people too, which I think is super cool. If some they tag someone specific, which I think is super cool because it just kind of gives them a shout out and a, like a thank you in a way of, for getting me into lifting, getting me into powerlifting. But I thought it was really interesting to to hear different stories of how people got into powerlifting and there's so many different avenues and so many different ways that people get into lifting, but it's such a positive influence on so many different people. Anywho, if you would like to share your story of how you got into powerlifting, please feel free to Put it underneath the post I make of this podcast on Instagram. I love hearing your stories. And I, again, just think there's very interesting. And I think it's so cool how people come from different backgrounds and get into the same sport with the same goals. If you have never done a powerlifting meet before, if you've never lifted before, again, it's something to try. I highly recommend it. Um, even if you just want to get stronger. It's a very empowering feeling. So again, thank you guys for listening to this little podcast, Meg Scanlift podcast. Feel free to leave me any comments. Send me any messages with questions you may have regarding podcasts in the past or things you want to see in the future. I have some really great guests coming up and great content coming up in the next couple of weeks that I am super excited to share with you. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Meg Scanlift. My website, if you are looking for different coaching options, both 
um, programming and nutrition help is megscanlift.com. My email is lift at megscanlift. If you want to send me any questions that way, that is great. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Until next time, get strong.